Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today's guests are Cameron Perry and Sam Briggs. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. You've come to talk about a very important short film you've made called When the Clapping Stops. Um, but do you want to give us a brief synopsis as to what your short film is about? The film is about a young care worker who um, is looking after uh, a woman with epilepsy, um, at the same time, he's also having to be an unca- unpaid care worker for his grandfather who has Alzheimer's. Um, and essentially, he has to balance the two responsibilities. And uh, due to the lack of support um, and abandonment he feels from his his employer and from the care sector in general, um, the two sides of his life come to a head, uh, leading, to, leading to dangerous um, faults appearing. Sam, you're the writer. Cameron, you're the director and EP, I think it is. Um, of this film. And what we're going to do for the Britflix audience is five reasons why they made a film about care workers. It's the usual format, five times five. Cameron's very kindly supplied me with five bullet points with lots of little sub-bullet points to it. But essentially, um, they're going to take it in turn, sort of answering these answering these headings. And we do it against the clock, as always. So if we don't finish what we're talking about under each heading, um, I will be putting in links to any information or any support services or any other help that's available in the, to people who are looking to do unpaid, who are, who are in the position of doing unpaid care work that might be helpful that you're, you're referring to in some of the more informative bits of the interview. Because obviously this five-minute thing will cut you short and obviously 25 minutes is not going to be enough time to discuss a film and how to solve care work. I can see Sam's name next to the first one. Number one in your list is the current plight of carers. Do you want to talk talk to that heading, please? I'd, I'd like to try, yeah. I mean, as you say, five minutes obviously isn't going to be enough, but a lot of these things that I'm going to touch, people will probably already suspect and know about our social care industry. I mean, prior to working uh, as a writer and also in film for film festivals, I worked as a care worker for well, about nine years. And you know, through that, had kind of collected up a mass of you know different relationships i've had with people as, as you know carer to client relationship and all sorts of different people you know young old complex needs maybe more social needs people with disabilities of all different kinds and so i've kind of had a wealth of you know personal stories just from my own experience but i've never really considered combining the two you know i worked as a care worker and i also worked freelance as a writer and i kind of maybe for my own sanity, didn't really want to connect those two, or maybe just because it's such a big topic, didn't really you know where, know where to start. But eventually I, I did, and me and Cam kind of started talking about you know how we could try and make this short film that kind of addressed some of the things that I've experienced 
being a care worker and some of the challenges the industry faces and that you face as a carer. Um, and when we were, you know, really at the early stages trying to seek our inspiration and trying to learn more about the topic outside of just my own, you know, personal anecdotes, we we were doing a lot of research and we found this one statistic that still, you know, really was the basis of the start of the film and kind of carried on our impetus the whole way throughout, which was this fact from the Skills for Care report from March 2020. And the report found that the term, the annual turnover rate for UK independent carers was 40.6%. And we kind of read that fact and we're just like, that can't be right, surely. You know, 40.6, nearly half of a workforce feeling as though they have no choice but to abandon it, for want of a better word, and, you know, move on to something else. So, so we read that fact and just thought, bloody hell, that is, that is crazy. And, you know, we then started to go, okay, well, here's the film. It's, you know, going to be about trying to find and trying to express, even in a short space of time, what some of those reasons are that really push a lot of care workers, 40.6% of the independent ones, at least, to the edge and feeling like they have no choice but to leave. So, you know, some, again, as I say, some of these things people have already considered, but, you know, the low pay, it's the difficult hours, emotional stress, it's, um, you know, can be quite physically demanding if you're maybe having to lift someone or if, you know, I've worked with a lot of people who have, who have been like physically, you know, violent, that kind of, you know, physical demand. It could be sleeping. I've done a lot of, you know, have previously done a lot of sleeping, you know, a shift that starts at 9am and then finishes at 5.30pm the following day, you know, so there's, there's so many things there that are kind of stacked against you to make a job that we need to make as easy as possible so that you can do your best job really hard. And that's kind of, you know, where we started and with Matty, our care worker in the film, um, you know, facing some of these problems and just trying to make it work in spite of those. And, you know, another thing that we really kind of wanted to kind of acknowledge is that one of the big problems for both the industry, the care workers themselves and the people they're supporting is understaffing. You know, for all those reasons we've just discussed, people are getting up and leaving. But actually it's just creates some some huge problems. You know, if, if you're a if you're a client and you're using a care worker and you have in the past experienced the fact that it's an understaffed sector, if you've got someone who you think is doing maybe say a six out of ten job you know you just think they could be doing better they're not giving you the support you would like uh and feel that you deserve and you're thinking "Mm, maybe in any other job i'd have gotten rid of them by now you're going to be thinking to yourself well if i get rid of this person who's doing an okay slash poor job there's no guarantee i'm going to get someone tomorrow and you know if you're in those circumstances you do and you need someone you know there's no guarantee you're going to get someone for the next few months and what what we kind of talked about a lot, me and Cam, is that it's created this really odd power imbalance whereby a care worker like me, for example, knows that if I leave a role, I could get another one within a matter of days, no problem. So, and you know, I feel like you always need a scenario where the employee is just as grateful for the job that they've got as the employer is for them for doing it. And that power balance, you know, really isn't there with something that's so understaffed because it you know you you, you can just find that people feel as though are they you, can leave you... the job oh there goes the alarm oh, hey, there you go. Simon. beautiful moving on to the number two cam i have your name next to this one yeah. we've got the heading why this film do you want to expand on your conversation i guess your conversation with sam that then becomes a film 
yeah for sure so um yeah picking up from that um so sam and i met at university um and we we're both involved in like the creative scene and like drama and filmmaking and um after university um we were like trading scripts back and forth um obviously sam you know writes a lot i write a little bit but i'm always interested to read scripts and um and yeah i just really like sam's writing and i we're looking for we were discussing how you know potential collaborations and um what films it would, would we'd be interested in making and and um i was really keen to make from films that i've made in the past a film that had a, a message wider than the runtime if you like it had like a purpose it had a meaning it felt like we were saying something and um and we then sort of getting started getting into talking about sam's um experience as a, as a social care worker and literally you know what he was what he just said you know talked about um the experience of being in that role and um some of the um situations that he's found himself in and um you know he told, i remember him telling me a story about how he'd um uh he'd got a role um as looking after um, a man who had um, severe epilepsy and he never was interviewed by the employer. Um, he literally just walked, essentially walked in off the street and was looking after this man, you know, instantly. And, you know, fortunately Sam had a, a fair bit of experience and, and was trained in looking after someone with that, with that condition. Um, but, you know, anyone could have walked in and, and it's scary to think, you know, you know how someone else could react to it um and how how the severity of what it would be like if someone you know took that job and didn't know what they were doing and the consequences of that and um i mean that's just one illustration of like um i guess the the lack of structure and support and that there is there and um i mean what, what, yeah, are, you, we, what are you hoping to show viewers about the relationship between the carer and the and the client as it were whilst it's obviously you know whilst care care people in care in the care of care workers are obviously you know they obviously need the care worker we also wanted to show quite a complex relationship between the carer and the care worker uh, the care person we cared for and the care worker um and it's something that um is is very mutual and it's, it's full of love and trust and and um and friendship really and i think for example in our in our film um you know matty is i th- possibly because he's um so busy looking after his grandfather and um june who has epilepsy you know in his in his day job he he doesn't he has quite a quiet life he doesn't he's not he's, you know he's he needs the friendship of june as much as june needs his help and you know june has um is, is obviously much older than him and has more life experience and um is, is like the life and soul of the scenes that she's in and certainly like a, a real ray of sunshine for matty and when he finds t- things hard she brings a lot of humor to the situation and um you know there's there's they they bounce off each other and they they need each other in lots of different ways and um um yeah, we would definitely want to try and explore that and show that. The, what's what's the I mean, you say you've known each other for a while. So when you read in one of Sam's scripts, what's what's the process yeah. for you to develop it together? Yeah, well, it's something that as I said, like it's something that I wanted 
I wanted to make a film that I felt like I wanted to tell and like I needed, I felt like I could get behind as a person, you know, and, um, you know, hearing Sam's experience, it's like, it's clear that there's a, an urgent need to, um, you know, support, you know, to, for there to be change and there to be more support. And I think, um, I think it's also a story that like, and um, a situation that lots of people can relate to, you know, um, people might not be as aware, but they can certainly sympathise for Matty um, and his situation. And, you know, lots of people, if not everyone knows someone who is cared for, um, you know, whether it's a, a grandparent or a parent or a sibling or an aunt uncle. And I think they're the knock-on effects that um, it has that, you know, if, if a care, someone, a care worker isn't, doesn't have the support they, they need, um, you know, that can knock on to the person they're being cared for and ultimately the family and, um, everyone's affected by the situation. Brilliant. Well, look, there was the bell. We're on move on to number three. Sam, COVID as a backdrop. Do you want to expand on that for us? Sure will, yeah, as it was for everyone, for everything they did, sadly. But, um, yeah, I mean, even despite all the stuff that I had to say in that first answer that I gave, I truly hadn't thought about writing anything to do with care work until until COVID. And really what the actual... Um, event was that made me think, well, oh, actually, I definitely want to be writing something about this now with Flat for Care, mm. which was a fantastic initiative in so many ways. But for a lot of, you know, frontline health workers, just a bizarre moment. You know, I'm sure we were, a lot of us were very grateful and it's great to get that recognition, but there was also some things about it. You know, I remember the first time, so it was been Thursday night, wasn't it? But first time I did it with my housemate and I obviously wasn't on shift. But we went out the front and we had our saucepans and he actually got into my car and was honking his horn and I was banging his saucepan. I had this weird moment of thinking, wait, am I thanking, am I clapping myself? Like, what, <laughs> what is this? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That, and that, you know, that is really what I am doing, which is fine. But I then had that moment of being like, well, you know, this is treating heroes like, uh, carers like heroes rather. And, you know, I certainly don't feel like a hero right now. So it was a very kind of odd, a very kind of odd moment which really helped to kind of spur on the writing but it you know as i said it was kind of that was almost my starting point of like right if i'm going to write something about a care worker i've got no interest in writing something where that care worker is a hero mm. partly because it's not how i feel right now and partly because i think if, if people ask me oh yeah what are you writing right now and i said oh yeah it's a film about a care worker he's a great guy everyone would have been like <laughs> oh yeah that's the story you've written about yourself is it so um so, so then that was this starting point of like, right, so we, I'm going to write this short about care work, inspired a lot about my experiences, but also I'm going to make sure that the care worker that you follow, Matthew, whose story that it is, is at, at best ambiguous. I wanted to have that moment where, you know, something happens in our, in our film, he eventually kind of abandons his, his client and, you know, turns his, his back on it. He can't cope with it anymore. And it was really important for me that, that we were going to have that moment where we wanted, I, I remember me and Cam saying, we wanted there to be a gut punch somewhere in there where mm. someone watches the care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or do something where they go, oh, you know, I I understand the reasons there. Hopefully, haven't watched the film, but you know that I don't I don't feel great watching this this carer do something that they've just done. So that was kind of really how COVID helped spur on the you know the start of it. And I think it was again that thing of you know with so much of 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 COVID and lockdown, there was that thing of, all right, but when's this going to end? You know, when are we not going to be locked down? And it was the same with sat for carers of that thing of being like, right, so at some point we are going to stop doing this, you know, obviously. Mm. And at that point, where are we get where are we going to be then? You know, when everyone starts going back to the pub, you know, including myself, you know, what, what where's where's that going to leave us? So we really wanted something that that would outlast um COVID in a way. And it, it really isn't a COVID film. COVID is a backdrop, but there's there's very little in there to to that really you know explicitly says it's taken place during COVID. We we wanted it to really challenge the social care industry and the problems that it's faced pre-COVID and during COVID. Um, so you know that was a big part of it, trying to spark a conversation in some way and hoping that a kind of visual um, well film would would really kind of inspire people and and, and act as a call for action in a different way to what had been happening for the 10 or 15 previous years, which is, you know, social care workers going, we need change and, and they're not being any. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what were the storytelling challenges for you? Because in a way you've got, you've got a macro problem, haven't you? Which is underfunding yeah. and under-resourcing of NHS. But on a micro level, it'd be easy just to go, here's a bad carer. Look how bad it can get, which, which the bad carer isn't connected to the macro problem. It's just, a dramatic situation, isn't it? So how did you balance the kind of points you were trying to make with sort of drama, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, well, no, you're right. 100% it was tricky. And especially with, you know, how, how do you take everything that I've just talked about and compress that into something that's short and that does justice to the issues you're, you know, drawing on and not just kind of making them into tiny... Well, not just wagging your finger at the audience, really, is it? You don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, it was about finding a way that was a challenge of making these issues feel as though they're ever present without just having moments where a character says to another character, oh, I wish I was being paid more money. And, you know, the only way around that was just lots of... Go on, finish your thought. Oh, you have done. Brilliant. Okay, then. Thank you for that. Right, Cam. I've got um, this story... This is a story that affects everyone. Do you want to expand on how how a story yeah. about a carer and, and who they care for is a story about for everyone? Yeah. Well, I was sort of going into it a little bit on my last question, on my last point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what what was the, um, the the big aha moment was that when we were kind of thinking of ideas for the film, um, was that I, you know, as I said lots of people, if not everyone knows someone that's been affected, affected by a worker, a care worker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but not any not everyone if not you know very very few people know what the reality is of of a care worker and the day-to-day of a care worker and the struggles and challenges that they face and um and i think that parallax of like everyone can you know when when you start to like show that and you, you show it to people um people can really sympathize with it and really relate to it yeah but nobody knows about it and i think um and i think um as i said like the knock-on effect that um a care worker who isn't supported and ultimately leaves the job or you know doesn't do the job to their full potential because they're burnt out and exhausted or whatever you know, affects the per- person they're getting cared for which affects their family um which affects all of us and um i think uh yeah uh stories like like matty and june the two characters in our film uh matty being the care worker and june being the one being cared for are happening up and down the country every day and um we kind of in the film um look at that cycle of care workers um not to sort of ruin it but there's a there's or spoil it there's a twist at the end um where a new care worker basically arrives on the scene and you know that 40.6 statistic of you know the turnover rate for care workers is is really illustrated at that point that um yeah that it is just a constant cycle i mean i mean um, you are you are making a piece of entertainment which is a short film as much as it's got a message and it's informative so what yeah what became the sort of cinematic challenges for you as a director sort of taking this story you've yeah. only got very few you've got few characters you've not got you've not got spaceships and, and all kinds of vistas to deal with so mm. what were some of the challenges to sort of make this visually interesting and what and then were there any particular techniques yeah. you you were using that that helped convey the kind of message and yeah. emotion you were trying to get across i think very early on i thought I, it was clear to me that the, the success of the film was going to be on the relationship between matty and june and did we believe that relationship and was it a genuine relationship and actually when we did when we were casting for example so um we had miles mitchell um was the actor who played uh, matty and um i worked with him before um on some other projects um he's he's was a regular in holby city um, really talented actor um, and yeah obvious to us that he he should be the our, our Matty so once we got and we reached out to him and he, he he took the role which was amazing and then once we had him in place finding our June became a little easier because when we were auditioning June we essentially did a casting test straight up the bat so Matty uh, Miles Mitchell was in was in the was in the audition and essentially it was like okay out of all these actresses like who do you connect with the most who do you feel like is mm. and I think that was really helpful and um that that really helped sell that relationship and like convince people that this was a real relationship. And so that was a big, that was a big thing. Um, I think as well, like, um, yeah, I mean, why we felt like film was a reason for communicating this message, you know, as filmmakers, like that seems to, you know, this is our, our domain. Right. And I think that the power of film is the way that can people can connect with stories and connect with the characters. And I think can really, you know, quickly, you know, it is only a short film. It's only 11 minutes long, like relate to Matty and, and understand the situation and be in his shoes. Mm. And I think that's a really powerful tool. That's a really powerful communication device of like, you know, someone who walks into the cinema and is, has no idea what it's like to be a care worker and can leave out feeling hopefully 
totally compelled to like help and to understand what it's like as a care worker, you know, facing those challenges. And I think, yeah. And I sort of realized that from some other films that I'd made before, you know, I made a couple of projects which had similar sort of socially conscious, um, you know, messages in it and, um, and the reaction and the, um, um, yeah, understanding that people got from that was like, right, yeah, this is something that we can tell and we can communicate really well through film. And that's how we sort of kind of strive towards doing that, really. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, we're up to number five now, and this is where you're going to sort of take us through ne- what's what's the next steps and hopefully the pair of you can uh, to contribute to this one as to uh, what happens after this film for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we're hopeful that, um, as I say, like audiences will like connect with the story and, um, yeah, really relate and feel compelled to like, um, to help really. And, and essentially like, as I say, I think film is a really powerful way of communicating, um, the, the challenges in the care sector in, um, we're, um, currently playing at a couple of film festivals and, um, we're really looking forward to that because hopefully we can, you know, spread the message that the film has to 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 a wider audience, all with the hope of, you know, trying to show shine a bit of a spotlight on care workers, um, and to like level up and increase the, the conversation um, around improving the sector and, um, yeah, starting conversations or feeding into conversations about meaningful change. How, how do you think this, this, you know, this, if, if I'm, if, if me, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fortunate enough to be aware of sort of some aspects of care work because of what my mother did for a job. But for those people that have got no experience of care work and have had no need to be a care worker or, and don't know that has, what, what, what do you think, what them starting a conversation where, where would you encourage them to take that conversation if it kind of if it touched them and felt like yeah there's a real problem here we need to we need to do something about this where where can people be applying pressure as it were in their in everyday life once they've seen your movie? A good question, really. I mean, I remember me and Cam were saying at at, at one point, um, I think it was only a month or two before we started shooting. You know, I haven't been working on the script for a year. Boris brought out his social care plan. I remember I said to Cam you know, well, what what happens if, you know, the need for our film isn't there anymore after this, after this plan? And then I listened to his, um, you know, supposed reform on the radio and thought, oh, well, that, that's not going to be a problem. That's not going to solve anything. Mm. Um, which, you know, I, I say that with a, um, you know, a bit of gallows humour, but, you know, sadly that, that's kind of the truth is that, you know, there is still so much more to be, done um i think i think for me as i've mentioned it's about trying to find ways that we can solve that understaffing problem but again you know how are you how do you convince people that you know their next groomie wants to be a care worker when for all the reasons our film outlines you know maybe they maybe they don't um so so what you're saying though is sorry maybe i missed this point but so there's there's money for to pay for care workers but the but because of the nature of the work it's a not People are not tempted into it, and if they are tempted into it, they leave. So there's never enough care workers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know another thing. I didn't. It's, it's an industry with with not a huge amount of uh, job progression, which is something that, to be fair, Boris is um, 
you know, Reform Act does try and is trying to solve of, you know, having that, that, that pathway once you're actually in the industry onto, you know, bigger and better things and just feeling like you're not, you know, stuck in a rut by, by doing care work for 40 years, by feeling as though there's things you can move on to. So, so hopefully that's going to, um, encourage people. Um, yeah, hopefully. What yeah, do you think? I, yeah, I would just add that. I think, yeah, what we really hope with this film is that people just have these conversations around, you know, and, and, and the conversation circulates of, you know, of and people are curious to look into it more and to find the, you know, when we were doing research for the film like, we found lots of statistics and lots of yeah hard-hitting facts on like you know on on the realities of it and um hopefully that conversation just circulates and grows and i think you know can i ask and, you then, what, then i mean in terms of what you perceive to be the problem and then you go into the research and find there's bigger problems than you you even yeah you even thought about what was the biggest surprise you've come across in terms of your research i think the 40.6 statistic was the biggest one it was the um well i mean there's actually there was loads i mean the 40.6 was where you know almost half the work care workers feel like they have no choice but to vacate their role every year is, is huge like that, yeah. that is a massive turnover i mean other ones are like i can't remember the exact figure but you know the amount of unpaid care given by by unpaid care workers each year is humongous. I think it's bigger than the NHS budget. Mm. Um, there's the also statistics about the number of people who will be care unpaid carers at some point in their lives is also really high. Um, so there's lots of things. I mean, another quick thing about you know, there's a lot. If more people start talking about it, I think more answers might become might be reached. You know, so for example, um, one of the things is that unpaid care workers or people who look after maybe a relative or someone mm. um, who also have a full-time job in another area you know are they do they have the support that they need to take off time to look after the people they need to care for yeah. are companies aware of the other response the responsibilities that their employers their employees have outside of work um can we put instructions to support them um so yeah, there's lots of different answers. Yeah, yeah, no, it. I can see, I can see. It's a big, it's a big, big, big topic. Um, well, look, uh, when the clapping stops is is what doing the festival rounds at the minute. Yeah. Okay, so people can people if people I'll put links in the show notes to uh, to your website and stuff, so people can keep a track of that. And hopefully, if it, if they're listening to it and it appears near them, they can go and see it. But it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving your time on the Britflix podcast. Cool. Thanks so much for having us. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 